Hello and welcome to this week's Positive Recovery for Karina, being made for www.sobertownpodcast.com, a great growing community, so go check it out. And also my YouTube channel, Positive Recovery with Karina. So this week, what are we going to be talking about? Dig in the cookie jar and have a little look. Uh, it's going to be, oh, sorry, it's all fingers and thumbs this morning. Oh, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. So this one is actually one that Drifter um, gave me, and it's sort of kind of Drifter and and I, Drifter and me. Um, I remember it was a voice message them. We were just chatting on Telegram, and I went, "Do you know what? I'm going to put this in my cookie jar because we were talking about the experiences that we have make us who we are, and that we've kind of got a default system, a protection, and muscle memory." Um, and it's the reasons that we drink that cause the issues. And do you know what? I can't remember anything more about it. But yes, the experiences do make us who we are, don't they? And I remember, I've said so many times that I actually am very grateful for my drinking career. I'm very grateful for my sobriety experience because without any of that, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Yes, I drank. I drank to block, I drank to numb, I drank to fit in, I drank because of boredom and loneliness, and I I drank to block pain, emotional, initially, and then later, physical. But without any of that, without having numbed and blocked and drunk and then getting sober, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I've gone from um, being a medically retired nurse to... An author, which is kind of amazing, really. And I couldn't have done any of that. I couldn't have written the book that I've written without having had the experiences that I've had. Because how can I write about drinking and how can I write about sobriety unless I've experienced it? And the same sort of thing as well with mental health, because there's a lot of mental health strategies in my book, too. And yes, some of that was from my own nursing experience, but it's also from my own experience of having had mental health issues for many, many years. And I, I start to wonder now, really, as well, if some of that, my mental health issues were part of my default system, my protection that we've written down here, part of my muscle memory almost that I go into that. No, it's not nice to have depression. It's really horrible and it's horrible to be agitated and it's horrible to have anxiety. But also I do wonder if our bodies and our minds sometimes just go into shutdown because we just cannot take any more or cope with any more and it's like our own protection. Anxiety is definitely protection. Anxiety is something that, that keeps us safe. It's not nice when we have free-flowing anxiety, but without anxiety, we wouldn't survive. It is our fight-or-flight response. It's what keeps us safe when that fire alarm goes off in our brain going, danger, 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 there's a big lorry coming, don't step out in front of it. But we've got very um, high alerts now, I think, a high alert system. And um, many of us, anxiety is a really big thing now. I think social media and pressure has a lot to do with that. But also I think we have to recognise the fact that the people that really needed high amounts of adrenaline were our ancestors when they were faced with tigers and saber-toothed tigers to, to fight 
And the people that survived were the people that had the most adrenaline and the most anxiety. So I think naturally it's kind of evolved over thousands and thousands of years. But our way of being does become our muscle memory because this is what we've put here, is our muscle memory. And a muscle memory is something that we do over and over and it becomes stuck. Well, not stuck, but it becomes our way of being. And do you know what? I'm just going to read what I wrote in my book because um, it's probably an easier way to describe it to you than me chattering away about it. Um, when I can find it, but muscle memory is where we repeat an action so often that it becomes part of our memory without us having to even think about it, such as swimming and riding a bike. When I went to test ride my automatic trike, I rode it much better than my partner, who'd been riding on two wheels for years. His muscle memory kept on looking for the clutch and the gears. Mine didn't, as I have no experience of riding a bike like that. He is, however, much better at walking than I am, and I'm still working on retraining my muscle memory to do this. Habits and addictions all be also become part of our muscle memory. That's why we have to retrain ourselves when we want to change. And, yeah, I also think about my disabilities as well, and I think about my chronic illness. And actually, I think they happen for a reason. And I was saying that it is our protection, and I think it is our protection. Definitely, our body, we, we treat our bodies like computers. We overload them and overload them and then we crash. And although we say, yes, we're going to have self-care and we're going to look after ourselves, we're not very good at doing that. And in the end, our bodies just go, whoa, enough is enough. If you're not going to slow down and you're not going to stop, then I'm going to make you. Let's just look at habits as well. So if we've got habits, is generally thought that it takes 66 days to break a habit. But in fact, it takes an average of 66 days to form a new one, much less and much longer for some. Don't panic. This is actually good news, as it can take as little as 21 days for an old habit to go and a new one to take its place. And that is the trick, to replace our drinking habit with something new. A hobby, a project, exercise, flavoured tonic water in a posh glass. The joy I now have when I hear the sound of the kettle and have a lovely cuppa is far more wonderful than the opening of that bottle. Because it is our go-to, isn't it? Now I do put on the, the kettles and have a cuppa. But the old me, my default system and my protection and my muscle memory was to come in from work and open a bottle. And when I was off sick, it was just open a bottle as, as soon as I could, as soon as I felt pain, emotional pain, physical pain, didn't like any of it. And when I was bored and bored and lonely, uh, it just got a lot, lot worse. And that was my default system. I couldn't cope with life, or so I thought. But the truth is, I wasn't really allowing myself to cope with life because my default system, my muscle memory had become, open a bottle, I don't feel very comfortable, have a drink. And so I never actually gave myself the chance to deal with life and cope with it. And, you know, since I've got sober, it's great because I've had to deal with life. And that is, is the thing, is getting sober is so much more than just stopping drinking. And it is very, very difficult to stop drinking if we don't work it because we're white-knuckling it, we're not getting the support we need. 
My support, I was fortunate, very, very fortunate that I found the I Am Sober community. It's a great free app with a great, great community that supported me through all of my my journey and with my writing journey as well. There's lots of great stuff in my book from people from that, that community too. Lots of great resources, lots of quotes from them, which is amazing because I could not have done it without them. So if you don't already have a community, I can thoroughly recommend the I Am Sober community and the Soberdown community. And Sobertown has its own Facebook page now, but it is a closed group. So check it out on www.sobertownpodcast.com. And then you can request to go in there if you wish to do so, because community really is key. So I think we need to look at changing if we want to get sober. We do have to work it as well. It's really, really important that we work it. And we need to retrain our brain. We need to look at our default system, look at our protection, because in the end, alcohol becomes our protection. But it's not. What we don't realise is actually it's not protecting us. It is destroying us emotionally and physically and socially because at the end it becomes very, very isolating and a very lonely place to be. So what started out to be our protection actually is our own worst enemy. And the only person that can stop drinking is us. We are the only person that can do it. Um, I, I didn't plan and prepare, but it's something that I fully recommend people to do is to plan and prepare that stopping because it's hard to change a habit. It's, it is hard because it's something we've got so used to doing. It's not easy, but it is the best thing you will ever do if you haven't already got sober. Um, yeah, but just we, we never can never stop. We have to keep going all the time. We have to continually prepare, continually prepare, plan for each day really we really do because it does get easier it really does and I find now that I'm not so much working my sobriety but I'm working myself I'm working on me I'm working on being the best person I can be in the situation and things that that I've learned over the last week my go-to's now I think rather than alcohol is my tools. It's my resources. This last couple of weeks have been really, really tricky for me. But I've continually told myself to to stick with my tools, which is acceptance. Acceptance is absolutely key. That I can only accept, you know, things that are happening because I have no control over them. But if I resist it, it makes it more painful and it makes it worse. So acceptance is key as is control, looking at my areas of control, I'm in my hula hoop, I'm looking at I can only control so much, I only have control of what's within there, that's all I can do. I'm also remembering to trust in the process and that at times when I'm really struggling I just leave it to the universe. And also to remember that from every breakdown there is a breakthrough and everything really does happen for a reason even though it is not clear at the times and even though it can be really painful. And trust me, there are times where I'm like, really? Really? What is the reason this is happening for? But there is a reason. There is a reason. It's, and often it can be preparing us for 
other stuff that is yet to come, just making us stronger bit by bit, maybe. I don't know. Well, I'll never know the full things. All I can do is go with my gut as well. And trust in the universe when I need to. So I think that's probably all I've got to say on this today. Um, but I'm going to just read the last little bit from my introduction from my book, which is the A to Z of alcohol and sobriety. And it's available on Amazon. But just the last bit in the introduction, it says, reading this, so I'm going to say, change that to listening to this. You might pitch me as completely chilled out, relaxed, got it all together kind of sober girl, but be assured. I feel it all with you. But that's the thing. I really do feel now. I can recognise it, identify it, work with it, turn it around and act on it. And at times fall completely apart. And that's okay. It's a great way to reset our emotional and physical being. Come journey with me into the amazing world of exploration and discovery. And I think that also is the thing, that it is a journey of exploration and discovery. It is a challenge, but if it's, if it's a challenge you're willing to take, then it is the best challenge you'll ever take on. And you will get your life back. Hopefully, those of you who listen to this, many of you have got your life back and you've taken your life back. And you can just continue working on it with me day by day. Anyway, I hope that's been of some help. Not another drop, no matter what, from this side. I hope you've got your affirmation as well of what you say to keep you heading in the right direction. And I'll catch you again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye for now.